Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, people. Welcome to the How You Living with my brother, brother Leonard. And today is going to be one show you ain't never going to forget because this is part two. And while we relaxing, we have Brother Devontae in the building about the blessings with some worship music. Brother Devontae, it's all on you, bro. All right, thank you, Brother Will. This is Brother Devontae right here, coming at you live from the John Elizabeth. Brother Leonard can't be here at the moment. He's going to pick up the minister from the airport. So I'm just going to hit y'all with some worship music as we wait for our brother to return. Enjoy. Thank <laughs> you. 
How y'all doing, people? Believe me, we know what's going on. We thank y'all for tuning in to Sound City Radio. And Brother Leonard is on his route to be on his way. He had to take a little bit of a surprise ride to go pick up his princess, Minister Sheree. Now, the question is, people, are y'all ready for what's coming? Do y'all know what's about to happen? Well, this is what we want y'all to do. Dial that number, 724-444-7444. Put the PIN number in. One four five three four four pound. Wait a second, then push one pound and enter the show and start to talk. See today, Brother Leonard's topic is Lord teaches to pray, part two. And we will go over the guidelines of how do we pray in these last days. See, we must learn how to pray and get total self control of ourselves, but only through prayer. So last week. Brother Leonard discussed how Satan does not want us to gain spiritual maturity. He wants us to continue to be babes in our Christian walk so he can manipulate us. You know, (laughs) he's got a real funny way of doing things. He wants to manipulate our path that the Lord has planned for us, especially when we don't pray. So believe in prayer. It gives us a closer communion with God. All the Internet listeners, please put the caller ID number in, which is 145-344-POUND. And as we keep on proceeding on, I see Miss T.S. Queen is in the building. Hello, Miss T.S. Queen. We're just waiting for Brother Leonard, and we're going to proceed on. But while we wait, we're going to keep on ministering with worship music by Brother Devante. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, praise the Lord. Look like we got somebody in the building. Push star eight. Hi. You got me? 
Oh, do we? Yes, Lord. Yes. Hey, sorry, hello, I'm people. <laughs> no, don't hello, worry people. about nothing, because the best part about life is what you won't say. <laughs> uh, Let's get thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless everybody. Sorry for the tardiness. I'm still at the airport, so I'm a little live today. God said, come outside these four walls. And so I am right now at the Philadelphia airport, and I'm going to decide to do this show live. Well... Last week we were discussing, oh, wait, Father, hold it in the name of Jesus. We forgot to pray. We forgot to pray, and we're talking about prayer. Oh, Father, forgive us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord, for just a safe trip to here, oh, Father God. Father, we just wanted to ask in Jesus' name that you continue to anoint the ears of the listeners who are here who want to listen. Father God, we all struggle with the needs, things of going on to this day, Father God. We just want to give you all glory in our life, Father. That is the whole key giving you the glory out of our lives, Father. So we thank you for the struggles. We thank you, O oh Lord, for your patience. Oh, Father, we thank you for your patience. And, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, saints of God. This is Brother Leonard, and I had a rough, long day, but it's all good because God is good all the time. Amen. So, like I said before, if you hear some oddy noise and because I am live here at the airport. Amen. So last week, we discussed the topic, why can't we pray? And that hit a lot of nerves on some people, because that is our biggest hangup in our growing spiritually, is our prayer life. And last week, we also discussed what Satan's job was, and his job was to just destroy your testimony, you know, he wants to destroy every testimony you have against Jesus or for Jesus. So that trick that Satan uses, it destroys a lot of people who really want to do good for the Lord. And, you know, I got emails from Removing the Veil about this woman who also tells me how to renew your mind. And and there were some people who asked you how to pray because I didn't, never knew that prayer was such an intimidating thing. You know, the concept is so easy. It's an honest conversation with the Lord. But for some reason, people put this kind of stipulation on it. They put this, you got to pray this way. If you're not praying in a hundred tongues that blow the wind south and west at the same time, you're not praying correctly, you know, and, and it puts this intimidation field on some people. And like I said, I'm a living witness to it because um, my wife was a prayer warrior. She still is a prayer warrior, but I'm not intimidated by her no more. Amen. Because um, when she used to pray, it was how she prayed. And, you know, I couldn't knock that. I couldn't sit there and say she was... Um, trying to be this holier-than-thou female. No, no, not at all. Her lifestyle predicted her prayer life. Amen. So when she prayed, she went to the uttermost glory throne of God. Amen. She would pray in tongues, you know, and I was intimidated by that because I didn't. that was something new to me. I didn't know what that was, you know. So, yeah, I didn't want to pray in front of her, you know. But since God, since my prayer life has blossomed into a, a, a a new thing, and God is doing a new thing in me every day. So, saints, this is the point where God wants us to do. He wants us to keep us in the Word. He wants us to keep us on our knees in prayer with communion with him for him to give us guidance in what we need to do. Because like we keep saying, we all have a a calling in life, but there are millions of Christians out there who don't even know what their calling is in life because they're not living according to what they profess from their mouth as being a Christian. And like I said, I was a living witness to that. I can protest that dearly. But what I'm trying to say is without having prayer, 
you will become just that thing you don't want to become. Without prayer, you will continue to have all the situations that you always had you want to get rid of, and you're asking God, why aren't you listening to me? Oh, yes, I've been there. I've been there, thanks to God. So, like I said, I just wanted to touch bases on what we were really talking about last week. We were talking about how Satan just wants to kill your testimony, you know. And, you know, the best thing about that when we were discussing that, we talked about when Satan thought he won by killing Christ Jesus on the cross. But our God, such an awesome God, that not only did Satan think by aggravating the people to kill Jesus, that he would destroy his own kingdom in the process. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. Oh, glory to God. I'm in a new spirit right now, thanks to God. And like I said, I'm out here in the airport, Philadelphia International Airport, and I'm sitting here talking to you about why can't we pray. Now, there was some many um, feedback that I had said to people who had listened to the show. You know, they didn't let me know they were listening to the show, but that's all okay. God to be the glory, as long as they listened. Amen. And they were discussing and asking me, you know, how did we know a lot of people don't pray? Well, and well, and that that was one of the questions, and I can and I gave the same answer because we don't live what we profess as Christians. We just don't. We don't. A lot of us are so independent upon doing what we want to do. Amen. Oh yeah, we like to do what we don't want to. What we want to do, and we don't let nobody tell us what we can't do. Not God. Not Satan. Not Jesus. No, nobody say what we want to do. We gonna want to do it. And this is the attitude that most Christians have sometimes. <clears throat> if you know you're not supposed to be doing something and someone mentioned it and they see you doing it, they're going to say, hey, <clears throat> it's my life. It's my business. I can do what I want. God, I'm a, I, I repent later. You know, I used to say that. <laughs> I used to say that. So that's a living witness again. Oh, glory be to God. But why can't we pray? <clears throat> it's because we like our life too much. We, we, we want control of our life. A lot of people, you know, it's so funny. I spoke to a gentleman the other day. And we were discussing the things he can't do because his wife won't let him. Now, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but I didn't intervene in his conversation until he asked me and looked at me because he's constantly telling me what he, the things he want to do, but he can't do because his wife won't let him. And he, I could tell he wanted someone to just, you know, say something. <laughs> so I just looked his way, and he was like, you know what I'm talking about, buddy. And I said, no, I don't understand what you mean. He said, you, I'm sure you heard me. I said, yes, I did hear you. I said, I heard you do a lot of complaining about some things you want to do, but you can't because your wife won't let you. And he said, yeah, that's right. I said, what is the thing that you want to do that she won't let you do? And he said, I know you heard what I said. I said, but I'm asking you just to mention one of them. He said, all right, smoking. She don't want me to smoke in the house. I got to stand on the porch and sometimes it's cold. I said, okay, why does she tell you she don't want you to smoke in the house? First, the reason, he says, because she don't want her couch and stuff to smell like smoke. She don't want the house, the the living room to smell like smoke. I said, okay. Now, yeah, I could take it she's not a smoker. He said, no, she's not a smoker. I said, were were you a smoker when you got married to her? He said, no, I wasn't a smoker when I got married to her. I said, oh, okay. And to make a long story short, Saints, we went all the way into there to making cigarettes into a gospel and Christian thing. Because he said he was a Christian, and, you know, he said he has a problem with smoking cigarettes, and he says God helping him with that. I said, how long has God been helping you with that? He said 16 years. 
<laughs> he said, we love God, loves our patients, right? I said to him, I said, listen, God is long-suffering, but sir, I told him, I don't know if God, or if he'll go to heaven or hell just from smoking cigarettes, but I did tell him, smoking cigarettes does not edify the spirit, man. It doesn't. It doesn't. And we can talk about that all day long. But I just thought that story was really nice, that how I met this guy, just because he was complaining to me, because he wanted someone to actually hear and hear what he was saying. See, a lot of people just want to be heard, thanks to God. That's why sometimes it's not bad to just listen. Just listen to people. Now, like I said about prayer, we can't also pray because we don't really want to. We don't. I mean, a lot of people just, if you ask any Christian about their prayer life, they don't think that's important. As long as they've accepted Christ, Christ know it, and that's that. And they can live according to the way they want to live. That's what a lot of people believe. I don't know where this concept comes from. Um, I really just don't. I don't know where this concept comes from. But when people talk about the things they want to do and not praying, and I tell them, you know, don't you know that praying will allow you the door to get delivered from that certain thing you don't you just want to stop doing. And it's all, like I said, I say it again, and I said before, and I say it again, sin is pleasurable, and that's why it's called sin. That's why there's a great cost for it, because if you want to do it, there's a big price to pay for it, okay? But when we say sin is pleasurable, you know what people say? They say having fun. Listen, I remember when I first got saved, before I even got saved, I really didn't do anything. And this is what I did. I smoked marijuana and I stayed in the house watching TV. That was it. I never did anything else. And my family would tell you that, just that. I go to work, I come home, I would, I would smoke marijuana and stay in the room and watch TV with the remote in my hand all day long. That was my life. Now, after I got saved, I remember having a discussion with my wife, who, uh, Minister Sharia, and I said to her, I said, she said, let's go have some fun. I said, how can a Christian have fun? <laughs> I remember that. I said, how can a Christian have fun? She said, don't you know Christians do a lot of things to have fun? I said, no, like what? <laughs> like it was just some secret society that they did things special. And listen, you know what's so funny? They did the same exact thing that we did to have fun. We just added that we had to get high, we had to drink, and we had to smoke in order to think we're having a good time. But let me tell you, saints of God, you're so wrong. We were so wrong. I was so wrong. Being a Christian and being a brother in Christ, you get to have a lot of fun. Churches, my, I know my church, we go out, we have a lot of fun. We travel, we go on trips, we go on plans. Listen, these are the things that you enjoy yourself with. Now, if you think having fun is just, like I said, getting drunk, getting high on whatever choosing drug you may think is feasible to you, that that's having fun. No, it's not. No, it's not. The true fun is going in your right and sober mind. The truth is having fun when you can actually be, have a clear thought of what you're doing and what you're saying. That's having fun. And I didn't realize that until after until after Christ received me. So um, it's a blessing, like I said, to have fun and not drink, but not to have fun and enjoy yourself without thinking that you have to drink and you have to get high to do it. So, no, that, that's a myth, people. Trust me, Christians have a lot of fun, you know. But without the drinking and without the smoking and doing drugs, we can have fun without doing that. I'm only speaking for my church. <laughs> I'm only speaking for my church. Amen. So I don't know. 
but I know there is a way you can have fun. So don't let don't let the enemy can constantly and convictedly try to destroy your testimony by you not praying. Like I said before, Satan's only tactic and his belief is that he can get you not to live what you profess. Amen? Because I'm telling you, when you get around the saints of God, we become this different person. We become this other person. And we be we holy. We know how to lift our hands up. We know how to do the holy lingo. We know how to do all the church stuff. But the minute we get from around them, you sort of let your hair down and you become that person you don't want to be no more. And I've been there. So I thank God for the spirit of God, for the spirit of truth. I thank God for his love constantly, his wrong suffering, like I said. Thanks to God. We, if we don't pray at all, we need to be praying in this time and this day and this age. Amen. Because now is the best time to start praying. Because if you notice, the economical system is not getting any better. Donald Trump is just doing what he wants to do. And we really have to pray for this man, you know? A lot of people say, why can't you pray for him? You know, we have to pray for this man. We need to pray that this man gets wisdom, number one. But we have to pray for Donald Trump, really. We just have to pray for Donald Trump. That's all I can say about that one. You know, because Satan's tactics right now is in a world spin. It is. Because the more and more we get into it, the more acceptable we become. The church changes its everything to accept the world. And, you know, and that's a downplay in my book. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to leave that one right there. We like to change things just to please the world today. You know, Satan's other strategy is just to destroy the witness of believers. You know, he does not want to expansion of the church. This is another thing Satan wants to do. He wants to stop the spreading of the churches. You know, churches right now, we used to be at one on every block, one every corner. If you go on a strip, you will see places where there were like nine, six churches at the same time. Church, church is falling by the wayside. You know, um, I think it's less than 2% churches around in the world now, maybe, I believe. I know there's hardly any in, in England except the one church. A lot of people don't even go to that one no more. You know, church pews are being vacant. Church pews are being a lot uh, empty. And um, Satan's getting his word out. He's getting his message across really deeply. It is. He wants everybody to be on that same accord, that one mind that, you know, and I kind of knew we were going that way when um, homosexuals were going for all these uh, laws they wanted passed, when they were just constantly throwing it down our throats, you know. Then they try to compare that to being black. The same fight, the same struggle. I, I, I beg to differ on that one. Amen. But um, yeah, his his Satan, he's on the move right now. So if we don't ever pray, we need to be praying now. We need to be praying now. We need to get over, get over this thing about um, I don't know how to pray right. I, I don't know how to. I really don't know how to pray. We need to get that out of our heads. We need to set ourselves a time. We need to discipline ourselves in the spirit to pray. You know, I remember asking my pastor, how does one increase their prayer life? And he gave me the simplest answer. And I'm going to give the same answer to you. If you are a believer in God and you don't have a prayer life, this is what I need you to do to start this process. You know, there's this app they got going on, on the Bible app has, where it's, it's called a 20-minute prayer. It's kind of cute. It's all right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to knock that. It was good. But that's not the answer I'm trying to give you. But, I, but that's just a, a suggestion. 
My pastor said this. If you struggle with prayer, he said, set aside. I thought he was going to say an hour. He said, you set aside five minutes. Five minutes that you give God in prayer, and you let that be your time. I looked at him and said, five minutes? Five minutes? I said, that's all I would give to give God is five minutes? And me thinking, like the ignorant person I was, me thinking, five minutes? But I can, I can do five minutes. I think God deserves it. I can give him five minutes. But not only was he giving me a guideline of prayer, it was the simple fact that he knew I, wouldn't, I would be down there longer than five minutes. But the five minutes was just to start, to give me the encouragement to do it. You know, if you tell somebody you give God two minutes, that's more than enough that they need to say what they got to say, and they can be on their merry way. And But the thing is, you would get used to it. And then they said, you will be up there longer. You'll be on your knees longer than two minutes. You'll be on your knees longer than five minutes because not only do you're not sitting there praying to God for the things you want in life, you're sitting there praying for the things that God has already given you. And that's from, and I'm speaking from truth right there. Because now you don't even look at the time no more when you pray. You're there. You pray. If you finish, allow the Spirit to do what He do, and you lay there. Because it all feels good. I'm going to be honest with you, saints of God. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. But a lot of us, we don't pray because we haven't never probably prayed before. We haven't. You know, we, we, we say we pray, but we more or less, sometimes our attitude is we're telling God something. We're telling him what to do. We're telling him he needs to do this. If you're going to fix this, you need to do this first. You know, we always try to reason with God, because I've done that before, too. We always do these, <laughs> we do these crazy things. Like, we sit here and say God is our homeboy or the man upstairs. You know, we, we refer to him, the man upstairs, or God cool with me, the master, creator of the universe, who has the entire world in his hands, who conducts his Holy Spirit to move to and fro for the hearts of men, and we call him the man upstairs. My spirit cringes just to think about how we think about God sometimes without the reference or without the respect that is due or given, you know. And, oh, wow. This is turning more or less into a, 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 a chronicle diary right now. Because God, I know what he did in my life. And I'm being honest with you, I made it hard for him, too. Because I was a knucklehead. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I know God loved me. I was always sensitive to his spirit. Still am, actually. And I am a praise and worshiper. I love to praise God. I really do. There's nothing like it. You know, you don't see men praise God a lot. You know, my parents used to joke about it when, Men in church praying, they sitting down, they rocking their hands, and they'll get up with one finger once in a while. <laughs> but men, you know, men. Hey, listen, I don't know about that, but I, I get a glory. I get, I get actually a very, very boost in the Holy Spirit when I praise and worship God. It's an awesome thing to do. So I would say that you to get used to it, get into it, because what you think you're gonna be doing in heaven? We praising God all day long. You know, there's no stopping and praising the Lord. We we won't do that. That's going to be your job. So if you don't like praying, 
if you don't like praising God, then maybe being a Christian is not for you. Because these are the things that you have to do. These are the things that you must do. These are the things that you will and have to do to survive. Oh, glory to God. But God is an awesome God, thank you, God. God doesn't want us to fear him. Please don't fear God. You know, I used to fear the Lord, and that's a good thing, and I still do. You know, sometimes we need to think and know when to fear God. Amen. The question of the day. I have a question for the day. <clears throat> Someone had asked me. I'm getting this paper right here. Saints, bear with me here, please. The question of the day is this. I'm, well, you know what? No one really answered my question from last week. So we're going to go on that one. We're going to go on that same question from last week. We want to know if God gave you, excuse me, if God gave you the revelation that his son, Lord Jesus, would come back and rapture the church six o'clock in the morning, what would be your first action right now? What would you do right now? I want to know that. Phone number 724-444-7444. That pen number is 145-344. And push one pound to listen and push star eight to talk. I want to know that, Saints. That number again is 724-444-7444. Push one pound to listen and star eight. Star eight to talk. So I want to know what what excuse me where where we at in thinking right now. How far do you want to get deep in God? Because prayer will get you there. Prayer will set you in a place where you didn't ever dream you would be, and be miraculous in how God uses you, how God communes with your spirit and you with His. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing. So I, I, I challenge you to, to get to know who God is in prayer, really. You know, some people always, and I always use that, that same term, when you get to talk to a woman, you want to get her phone number, you know, and that's the same exact thing. Christ wants to talk to you, too. He wants to get to know who you are, and he already knows who you are. He want to know how honest you're going to be. <laughs> Glory to God. He just wants to know how honest you're going to be. Amen. But um, I can tell you right now, Saint Satan doesn't want you to uh, grow spiritually. He doesn't. He wants us to be babes forever. He wants us to do the same old, same old that we do and without even thinking about it. Let me tell you something. If you're a child of God and you sin a great sin, that will bother with your spirit, man. I mean, I'm being honest with you. That would bother you. You would get no sleep. You would, listen, you would be on edge. You would be so edgy. You know, that would be a problem. But if you were to sin and you can sleep good at night, there's something wrong with that. I'm here to tell you that there's something wrong with that. That's not who God intended you to be. Amen. Amen. So I'm here to tell you, if there in your life that you do a sin that you know you do, and you've been doing it now for the longest, and we profess to be a Christian, and you know, and you know it is not right in God's eye, do you sleep good at night? Because I can tell you, that thing will bother you, and that's not a good thing. So if you're being honest with yourself, you're saying, you know what, I do have a lot of sin that um, I sleep good at night, and I don't even think twice about it. I do it. You know, that's a problem. 
That is a problem because the Holy Ghost convicts us of this such thing. But that goes to show you if you're filled with the Holy Spirit or not. And I'm here to let you know that, thanks to God. You can't walk this walk with Christ without having the Holy Spirit. You can't. It is no way, no shape, no form, or no how can you survive on this earth and try to do and walk a godly life. It is no way without the Holy Spirit. No way you can do it. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. No, no, no. No way. You can't do it. This is why the very reason they had to keep killing bulls and oxes in Moses' day. Because there's no way. They know you can live right. And that was only going by certain, just some certain laws that you know just were moral. Don't steal your man's, don't steal your neighbor's stuff. You know? Don't kill nobody. Don't steal. No, don't kill nobody, you know, and stuff, stuff, stuff like that. These are the things that Satan wants us not to know. Because he knows when, if you get to be spiritually mature, he knows you have a prayer life, and he knows you're going to resist him. The word says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you because he has no place there any longer. Because God's spirit dwells within you. In order to keep your Holy Spirit saints, don't you know you have to serve God? Don't you know don't you know the gospel of Christ or anything about the Lord Jesus should be coming from your mouth at all times? Even even in those good and having fun times. There ain't nothing wrong with having fun at a bowling alley and asking somebody that they know Christ. There's nothing wrong with that. I've done it before. There's nothing wrong with it. And if they're willing to talk to you, more good to God be the glory. Amen. Remember, I did that sometime. My boy said, man, there's a time and place for that. Yeah, the time and place is now. You know, I used to get ridiculed. <laughs> Everywhere we go, I got to ask somebody, do you know Christ? You know, but you never know who you get to meet. And as long as your Holy Spirit is there to allow you to speak the gospel when it's the right time, hey, there's always a good time for that. Amen. So never. So this is another one reason why we must pray. We have to receive God's Spirit. I would like to know how many of us out there are walking around professing Christianity but don't have God's spirit. I can tell you now it's a lot of us. It's many of us. It's many of us out there. Just because we do the service in the church, just because we sing on the choir, you know, just because um, I can quote every scripture there is, you know, that doesn't make you feel with the Holy Spirit, okay? That doesn't. All I see is, Talent, you like to help people, and you're just a Bible scholar without his spirit. We need the spirit of God in order to do what the Lord wants us to do in this lifetime. Listen, first things first, you need to find out what you're calling in your life. And sometimes, you know, as babes in Christ, you never know, or sometimes you never really want to find out, but you need to find out in prayer. Find out in prayer, you know? I don't. Even, I didn't know what my calling in life was. I didn't until I got saved. It was evident to me, completely evident to what I need to do and what I what God calls me to do. So, hey, listen, we all have to get to this point. It's a processing, but how long is going to take you? How long is going to take you? You know, God to take away some things from you. You know, if we, if we, if you think that God for a minute. It's going to trust you to get something done, and you lollygag in it. You think he's going to wait around for you? You think he's going to wait around for you? No, it's not. Look, 
what he did with David. He took David's, David's promise was to build the ark, I mean, to build the new temple. He lollygagged so much, he said, look, I'm going to take it from you. I'm going to let your son do it. So, hey, if God will do it to him, what makes you think he won't do it to me? <laughs> you know? You know? We never know what God has in store for us unless you find out. And how are you going to find out unless you're communing with his spirit? Amen. So things like that, we need to get deeper. If we're going to serve God, we need to get deeper. If we're going to win souls for God, we need to get deeper. We have to. We have to be that voice. We have to be that message. We are the salt of the earth. You know, I mean, you know how many Christians I know who may have talked to their family at least once, but never again, ever and never again, no more? There's always a time and a place, yes, when they're happy. That's a time. When they're sad, that's a time. So it's any time, any time. You know, sometimes just saying the little words to a person, just to hear what they have to say is a big difference in somebody's life. I read a passage one day when my uh, my pastor put a post up when they were feeding a homeless, and I was reading it, and he said, you know, he got a thrill like never before speaking to that homeless man. You know, it was such a joy in his spirit to do so. Amen. And and I kind of know what that feels like because I was homeless once in my life. So I, I, I know what it is for people not to talk to you. So <clears throat> that just that just moved my spirit, you know. We should always be thriving to increase our prayer life, increase our spiritual maturity. You know, some people get mad because they have to go to class. I mean, thanks to God. If you have a church that is willing to stretch and, and, I mean, stretch your knowledge with God and give you a deeper understanding in his word, would you not take advantage of it? Is this not, is this not the scripture that your Lord Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and learn of me? These are the things we must do in order to know the God that we are serving. Mm-mm-mm. But we don't want to do that. We get mad. Oh, why is this going to mess up our time from watching the game? That's going to mess up my time for doing something else or doing this or doing that. Why well, go do this with the boys so I can't do this now? But God has an extension for our minds. God wants an extension for our hearts, and we never want to take advantage of it. We never want to take advantage of it. Thanks to God, I know we go through things. We go through a lot. Prayer is not just for when things go wrong. Amen. They're not for when things go wrong. Why can't you pray that when things go right? Why not? Oh, that's right. I forgot because we like to think we did it. Every time it's going right, we did it. We're so self. We're so self on ourselves. We're stuck on ourselves so much. So that's why when you're having fun, God is not in our conversation. Well, that's what I said. At least they call it fun. Hmm. We like to take the credit for a lot of things. You know, some people get enjoyment just by having their name mentioned in church. Like there's some some spiritual power that overcomes that when a pastor says somebody's name over the pulpit. You know, um, some people get a thrill out of that. They 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 like to be seen. They like to be heard. Um, that would be good if you did it for the Lord. Amen. Imagine what God can do with you if you got a big mouth. 
and you can't keep quiet about nothing. Let me tell you what God can do with a mouth like that to have you sound like Cheryl Brady. Because that woman got a mouth, a big mouth. She can, listen, y'all know how loud she gets. (laughs) So, you know, do that for the Lord. Do that special talent you have for the Lord. Do it for him. But what special talent, Brother Leonard? Oh, I don't know it. Why? Oh, that's why, because I don't have a prayer life. We need to establish a prayer life, a time that's set aside for it's just you, the Spirit of God, dwelling in the same place, on the same plane. My God, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. But instead, we don't want to do that. we rather allow Satan to continue to orchestrate our life by doing things which we so, so unquote, quote, so call the fun things to do in life. Brother Levin? Yes. We have a caller. And best thing about this caller, they got huh? something just for you. You have a caller, and the best thing about this caller, they got something just for you. They do? Follow your life. Mm-hmm. Hello, how y'all doing? This is Miss Tia's Queen. Um, Hello. Hi. You know, I've been listening to you, and you are definitely on point. Mm, it's amazing that what I've been hearing because, um, you know, prayer is vital. And whether people want to say it's prayer or meditation, you still have to get in touch with yourself and mm-hmm. have that self-control in order to do any, in order to be successful with anything in life. Because a lot of stuff arrives and it could cause you to, be on an emotional roller coaster, but we still have to stay focused and things. Yes. So, and what is your name, ma'am? Hearing you. Uh, this is Miss T. Is Queen. Miss T. Mm-hmm. Miss T. Can I ask you a question? Sure. We don't want to do certain things like that, like you just said, because we're too busy doing us. We want to do us. We think we think life is us. But it's not. Once you give your life to Christ, you, your body's not yours no more. Amen. And we and we continue and we continue to allow Satan to do these things in our lives. And this is why a lot of us, a lot of us, is not getting to that prayer thing. Yes, I agree. Um, I want to share a poem with you. I was touched to write it just a few hours ago. Really. And, and and thank you, DJ Chill, for the reminder. Um, we do a show Saturday nights, a poetry show with soulful music and open mic, and it's mm-hmm. called the the Poetry Palace, where I host. And I'm gonna recite this one there, but you all gonna get it first. Actually, I just actually wrote it about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'd love to hear it. Okay, it's called Let's Start with Home. Back to being grounded, let's start with home. We know of the devil, they don't need rest to roam. Unnatural disasters, yet we still want to live. Marriage, birth, and even going back to school, day by day, think positive. That's what we do, we live when we give. Can't help those who don't want to be helped. Can't dig into the brains of the strange. What we can do is leave one door unlocked so that loved ones can come through battle and maintain. Daily dose of love and laughter. If we die tonight, have you lived happily ever after? 
after the odds, after the loss, after the failure, after the cost. Let's start with home. The outer limits are out. The outer limits are within. They surround you close enough to touch your daily skin. What or who made you smile? Are you moving forward despite whatever once made you frown? It's always something new that's coming. It's always something old to learn from, so quit running. Don't drown by jumping into the shore. Don't get burnt by the fire. You'll still go back for more. Mm. I ask that you recognize what can you do for you. Refuse to get distracted. It may be a delay, but you better pull through. Roll with the wise. This I say, especially to the youth. Once you are locked up, you'll have no one to speak to. Everything but wood, brick, metal, and steel is see-through. You want to help yourself or make somebody proud? Say it with your chest and actions. Finally fall back and out of the common ground. This is the only way you will stay protected. And the meanwhile, smile at the joys of life. Don't neglect it. This is simple enough dialect. I'm off to smell the plants. Head to the clouds or not, I respect it. The forts are built. Keep building and reach for the top. The flames have been in your face. It's up to you to keep it hot. That's that. My, 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 my. Thank you. Thank you, lady. Y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first on how you're living. Oh, my God, that was beautiful. And, that, and yes, that actually meant for what we're growing about right now in these days and ages. Oh, Miss T, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, girl. Thank you so much. I'm glad you said it on my show. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Can I ask you a question? Do you have a problem with uh, a prayer life? No, I don't. No? Okay. All right. Just to, just to, just to have to ask people, you know, because that is our downfall. That is our downfall as Christians. We don't have that prayer life, and that means that's going to continue to open the door for Satan to allow his foot to get in. And every time we wonder why we can't stop doing this, because we don't pray like we should. You know, you know like I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a prayer warrior group, but I know from experience that it's more than just this physical realm we're in. So if this spiritual war going on amongst the physical, then you need to get in your spiritual Man, Amen. Amen. That, that part of the war, because it's insane. So that I do know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, this is what I'm talking about. See, a lot of, like I said, a lot of us, we don't even know. We have to get filled with the Holy Ghost. But there's no way we can survive or live and do the things God wants us to do without His Spirit. And, and that's just the bottom line. You need God's power. You do. You do. Oh my goodness. Girl, you said a mouthful with that poem. I loved it. <laughs> I still love it. Thank you. you I cannot, still love it. You can find more of my poetry is that um on Facebook at Miss Tia's Queen Poetics. The first name is M I S S T E E, and my last mm-hmm. name is Phil. Your show I- come on Saturdays, right? U-U-E-E-N. Yes, it does. Saturdays yeah, at night. Yeah, I remember I got the text. I got the text Saturday. Mhm. Yeah. So definitely check us out this Saturday. Last Saturday was a very uplifting spiritual show. I, I actually had a um a brother on there who was a bishop and he gave his thoughts about love and sang us a gospel piece. Um you can hear that review I think by going to talkshoe dot com. And yes. then you put in my um caller ID one four four eight one four to hear that one. I remember I remember getting the text when um when I was at work, Will showed it to me and I said, Oh wow, 
That is an awesome thing. You know, when I was growing up, we had to do poetry, but I just thought it was rhyming. It was actually like rhyming to me. <laughs> but I noticed mm-hmm. all poetry don't rhyme, have to rhyme. It's the message mm-hmm. that you get behind it. And that poem you just wrote like an hour ago, since you heard it say an hour ago, look how the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. moved, right? And it was for the right time and the right poem. So I want to just thank you for that, Ms. Pierce. That was beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll sit back and enjoy the rest of your show. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so no, much. No, 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 no. Don't go nowhere. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, Will? I'm sorry, but I'm just going to open up this daggone box. <laughs> I got some stuff to talk about. It's kind of crazy. And I wish somebody else put Star 8 real quick because I know y'all scared. You don't got to be scared. Look. This is what you need to be scared of. <laughs> These daggone crazy behind demons about to come out and play. And they ain't going to play right. with you. I know that's they right. Out, they coming out. They, and now I see this is what got me. <sighs> see, I know I'm an out there guy. And I know everybody be like, yo, well, yo, yo, well, yo, yo, you will a guy. You, you DJ Chill. Shut the heck up, man. Get off my daggone type time and look at your type time before I find out what type time you is. Back to what I was saying. Um, <laughs> this is a serious situation going out here. And I, I'm always, people are, you know, I'm just straight blunt. I don't pull no punches. I'll be straight with it. But I like to walk the streets. I love walking the streets. I love going to the gutter. I love going to the projects. I love going everywhere all over Philadelphia. Now, maybe I should go venture out of Philadelphia, but <laughs> some say, stay right where you at, buddy. <laughs> Don't venture too far. You might not be able to make it back. Now, if you take time, people start realizing what I see at times, and it's kind of, you know, crazy. But there's some, there's some things out here that just ain't right. Now, we already know about this daggone killing. The kids is killing. You got a kid that went to school for daggone gun. You know, I didn't know he had a 45, but that was just yesterday at Northeast High School. But these movies are definitely doing a great, great margin of making everybody don't want to do nothing but become more worldly and, and don't want to play because we will make it to the movie on time. Matter of fact, we can go see that daggone movie called Black Panther four or five times. Hey, I was all, I did it, I did it. Y'all scared to go to church. But this is what got me, and somebody showed it to me when I was at therapy, when I was, you know, I got in a car accident, and I noticed the devil was trying to get me. I had nine car accidents so far that didn't get me, but they was close. <laughs> I mean, when I said close, like, stop. I'm, like, I'm staring at him, like, look at this, but I ignore it, and I keep on going like nothing ever happened. And that's what the devil don't like, because he wants you to live in fear. No, don't go outside, don't do that. I don't know, no. I'm going. But this one brother at the therapy said, yo, man, look at this. This is crazy. I said, what are you talking about? This girl. So I'm like, huh? You know, I'm first I'm thinking you're going to say some freaky stuff or something. But then he showed it to you. These third worlds, you know, not America, but, you know, overseas, like, they ain't playing. They're not playing. They're not playing. They are not playing. And when I say they ain't playing, this is live on video, and this was real. And I felt so bad. These, these um, black brothers, speaking in whatever language it was that was over there, I don't know if somebody owed them money or whatever, but the girl looked like she was kidnapped. Family, whatever, young lady, light skin, kind of heavy. 
And it had on a knees up there in the woods, like in the swamp, like, you know, where nobody can hear. So it was like two or three of them. One was holding the camera. The other guy had his hatchet, a doll hatchet in his hand, face down, you know, because he was saying something, hold it, hold it, hold it. To the girl like, I didn't do that. I didn't mean to. Shut up. So he, you know, made a look at the, hold her head and made a look at the daggone camera. He said something. I couldn't understand the language. But then this crazy man, he had a nerve. Whatever he said afterwards, he just took the hat, took the, you know, you know, we cut through the woods with whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. and and hit on the neck. And then she saw that like ah, and he just started with a door blade, just like trying to saw her neck with that little thing. So while he was doing that, this other guy came and just lunged and just stabbed him in the daggone stomach. Then stabbed again. You can see a jumping. Oh, oh, oh. So while he was doing it, the other guy that had her by the neck just started standing up and started chopping at her dad going head. So he literally chopped it off. Mm. Held it up in front of the dad on camera. He said, I don't know, whatever he said. Right there, they said, Lord. See, people get it twisted. They talk about, yeah, you know, you're an immigrant. You're an immigrant. Now, y'all got to understand, people, because y'all ain't getting it. Just because you might call somebody an immigrant and call them something and call them out their name, whatever, because they're not part of the United States of America, imagine if the United States of America gets so daggone deranged, so daggone out of control, that we have to move out of America to move to another land to overseas or whatever. And to some of these areas where these people do these things on a natural basis because, you know, you need somebody crazy to, to, to handle crazy people. That's probably why Saddam Hussein or whoever they, they was doing was doing what they do. But I said, oh, my God. I felt so bad. And then I look at the other pictures. I, I'm watching it right now. I'm not done. But there's this movie called Cloverfield, Cloverfield whatever, the parrot paradox. And they're talking about, yeah, it, you know, because you know what's happening now. The, the government is trying to bring, they're trying to take away the God. They're trying to say that God didn't create the earth. So they're trying to do their own little way of making the, the boom, you know, how the, whatever they say, evolution, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, they do this thing with this satellite out there in outer space, and they're they trying to get this energy where they'll never have to worry about nothing. There's already rumors of wars going on all over the country and all that. And something just messes up, and guess what? They open up the daggone realm, the door, where you can, you know, two-dimensional, where you can go to another, you know, world or whatever. And these, I haven't got through the movie, but the demons come through. The portal. Now, you said a portal. Think, a portal. Now, people, oh, okay. if you really don't believe there's a demons or there's demons out here, see, we haven't seen nothing yet. And the Bible already said that some people are gonna be just so scared that their heart's gonna burst from just the fear of seeing what the heck. You know, God knows you see a daggone creature, you got like a Godzilla creature or whatever, and it's like how you should say seven hundred feet tall. And you're like, huh, wait, wait a minute. How you going to get away? You know, this is where you're going to have to have. Then I don't understand why God said courage is small as a mustard seed. I'm like, why couldn't you say a watermelon Faith. or a cantaloupe? 
Yeah, faith. Because, like because, because he's only telling you that's how little that he needs for you to just love him. You know, I must this is small, man. I must and this is very, where, very small. And this, and this so that's is all he is asking. And this is why I'm getting to where the, where this, what's going on because these demons are going to start coming out like crazy. People are already killing each other just for GP. But when it gets to be astronomical crazy where people just kill each other just because they want to or they feel like it or they stay bored, hey, you know, they're standing right next to this body. Yeah, you know what? I'm so bored. Bow, just shoot you in your head. Now, that's, 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 that, 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 that's crazy. But these kids are being controlled not only by these telephones that they're getting into their daggone ways, but by their friends, their peers, and by these demonic spirits that's popping up like Kojak. Because they're well, coming through well, music is... and they're coming through everything else. But you can't be fearful. You have to have some type of mindset to say, if you were blind or if you couldn't hear, did you have any fear? Well, will they have to have the Holy Spirit in order to not see the fear that you and I see the fear, or you know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, right. it's a natural it's a natural fear that they're going to have. But but what you just explained, what you just said, was on point because this is that exact Satan trickery. First of all, we must get ethnic groups out of our out the way. We must get the black. I'm black. He's white. This 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 that because it's not about that. It's about good and it's about evil. And this is what we have to get in our head. You know, we, we, we have to watch what we said as far as this, when we separate in the ethnicity or a group of certain people that does wrong. It's not about that. It's not about them. It's about good and it's about evil. And Satan is the ruler of this present world system, which is completely organized according to Satan's own principles, according to Satan's own procedures, and his producers and his goals. Listen, it's all on him, and God is allowing him to orchestrate it. You hear me? Because we at this point in much time right now, Satan's strategy is, number one, to distract you, to confuse you, and defeat you as a believer in your daily walk, okay? Because he does not want you to advance to spiritual maturity, you know, because you have to realize this. Satan works to blind the minds of the lost in their need for salvation. Now, if you turn to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that's exactly what it's going to tell you. He's going to, just the word tells us one of Satan's trickeries, and that is one of them. You know, he likes to get at your mind, and if you are lost spiritually, you will believe anything. You would. You know, Satan does these things to entice the believers to rebel against God. And, and you know, a lot of us, we say we would never do that, but we do it every day. You know, or or let's say this, we give God a black eye every day. Every time we do something wrong, you know, we, we bruise God because of the simple fact that Satan knows we're supposed to be believers. We're supposed to be walking in the spirit. We're supposed to be doing all these things. But yet every time Satan sees us sin, he's there telling God, I told you that person was sin. I told you they were sin. They're not worthy of this. They're not the, you know, so we give them a bruise more or less because you're not to realize Satan is up in the heavens being an advocate. You know, not an advocate, but he's just sitting there constantly telling us the things that we're doing wrong. You know, so how many times are you going to give God a, a fat lip? Come on now. We got to get it together. One day in this time, we have to get it together. But you know why we never get it together? Because we don't pray. I don't know how many times the Bible tells us. I don't know how many times I have to sit here and tell you, if you do not have a prayer life, you will always fail and get no victory in anything you're trying to do for the Lord. And that's a given. 
That's a straight up given. I can tell you that now. Anything else you're riding on is on your talent, how you maybe misperceive people. It's about how good you sing. You know you can sing them church notes good, but you sing Whitney Houston a lot better. You know, it's all about the way you can talk or preach or whatever. The true light always comes out because God always shows the righteous what's really behind the veil. Amen. So, Well, can you tell me something? Because I notice people like, you know, <laughs> You know, when we praying and everything, people, they be too embarrassed to pray about what they really want to pray because everybody got their eyes closed and they and they praying. And then somebody might say something off the bag on hinges and you open up your eyes and he see who the heck that was. <laughs> you be like, wait a minute. What is what, what, what's going on over there? And that's what a lot of people be doing. So people be scared. It's like, I ain't going to really say what I really well, want Well, I can say that, pray. You would I'm know people on. who have a prayer life because the the way they walk the way they walk with Christ. You could tell that right off the back if somebody has a prayer life or not. Okay, That's especially true. if you have if you have the spirit of God and you're going to discern their spirit anyway. Okay, and if they have a prayer life, you know it's going to be all good, right? So you will see if someone has a prayer life. All you have to be is mindful and keep your eyes open and watch. That's all. You know, because people do some stuff. You know, look at look at Donald Trump. He says he's a Christian, but look at the stuff he says out of his mouth. Look at the things that he does. Then and you say to yourself, "Is this man truly a Christian?" No, you would know he's not because you're looking at the spirit of the man. Okay. But this is where this is where I'm going to with the with the quote. I want Miss Tia's Queen to say something too. I know she's itching, but when you come down to it, the Bible says things are going. You know, things are just being read. It seems like everything is just being done all over again if you notice it's just like everything it just happened back nothing nothing is the bible is so real it's so accurate that nothing is is is, is like a surprise so if sodom and gomorrah happened back in the day in that city god said you find me just one so don't you think sodom and gomorrah are going to happen again all over right. again well, <laughs> what were they doing in Sodom and Gomorrah? Just think about that. Think about the that's sins the that were point. doing in Sodom and Gomorrah. But look, at, but look at that's the whole point. What I'm trying to say, they was doing gay stuff like crazy. And what's happening right now? Gay stuff like crazy. But it's starting to get more extreme than what we thought it was. But the oh yeah, is, yeah, the yeah. Bible well, ain't, the Bible didn't really tell us exactly what really, really, really was going on in that city. But guess what? The world is letting us see it right in front of our faces by letting you know people get married and then you letting transvestites. Because I already told everybody, imagine football, you have nothing but the gay boys playing football and they tackling each other, and then you have basketball, nothing but transvestites running up and down the court with breakfasts. Come on, man. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> well, well, you have to realize this. You have to realize this. First of all, expect the unexpected. And we live in this day and age where this is that do-what-you-like system. You know, if you want to be this, hey, you know, I'm, you know about this law now they're trying to pass for pedophiles, right? To say that they're normal by liking and watching young kids. That, that's their man, normal life. The no, 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 no. This is real, man. This is real. So if y'all, y'all listen to me right now, I'm sure when, I'm sure what? y'all heard some of this before. Yes. Listen, because it's like this. Remember that, that bathroom law that went down with the transgenders and, and Target that they had to put a men's room, a female room, and a room X? 
Remember at first the transgender yeah, didn't want yeah, no room X. They yeah. wanted to go in a ladies' room. Then they said they yeah. won't open a lot of doors for people. Yeah. So now, because people are like that. This is the thing. People, if transgenders and homosexuals say this is their life and this is the way they want to be treated and this is the way they want to look and live, pedophiles are now doing the same exact thing. They're saying that I, all my life I've always looked at little kids. Especially when now, when I'm an adult, I I, I got to look at kids. I got to be with kids. I got to want to be one mind? with kids. No, I'm not. And this is the argument that they're saying is that this is who they are, and y'all need this. to wake up to this. This is what I'm trying to tell you. This is what pedophile. They're coming up with their own union now, man. They're gonna have a a, a pedophile See? movement that they're starting. Now, now you tell me, right. we live in the world today where there is a pedophile movement. You got it. Now, watch how many people come yeah. out of the dark on this one. Because when there's, oh. means, when there's people behind you, you don't get afraid to keep it in the closet no more. You know, this is the whole same thing with homosexual um, thing now. With the transgender, they came out. A lot of people came out. Like I said, in the 60s and the uh, early 70s, we already knew who somewhat may have been a homosexual, but they, they kept lying and saying they wasn't. But back then, it was hidden. But man, I'm telling you, since the the the, the, the cocaine age, the drug age, the the, the AIDS age, and now we living in this, now we living in this. You could be what you want to be, you could do what you want to do. People and laws are being changed just to accommodate this 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 rhetoric nonsense. And this is the well, world we live in. This is the world wanted, we're living in. I wanted Miss Tears Queen to say something because I know she's really gifted with a lot of a lot of knowledge. But the other thing I want to say is they, they did say they did pass a law in California that the teachers could carry guns. And I, I'm, uh, that's going to be a, a sight for sore eyes. But um, what I'm really looking at now is that this world, like, I don't think um, everybody's ready for what's about to come. And, and it's going to come real fast. And it's going to catch people, some people off guard, but the other people that's been paying attention and, you know, listening, they're going to be all right. But this, this hell of vision, and if you notice, everything is coming in sequence. You got the Eagles win. Hey, that's great. The next year you know, it's the daggone Olympics. Whoa, what the heck? And then you got this daggone, no, not far. It was the Eagles, then it went to the All-Star Game, then it went to the Olympics, and now what's next? So we are being so trained and categorized to, to be what this world wants us to be and stuck on stupid at the same daggone time. <laughs> and we really, don't, we really don't have a life. We're only doing what the government wants us to do. But I want Miss Tia's Queen, if she ever seen anything or heard anything that we need to be, <laughs> you know, no, we need to be up front and knowledgeable right now, please say something, young lady. Yeah, I'm still in the building listening to y'all. And, um, <laughs> you know, y'all y'all saying it all right. I mean, it's already written what's going to happen. It's already the signs and symptoms. I'm not even trying to rhyme. Sometimes I do that. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> those who are fit, you know, um, I think this is our time to prove it. And a lot of people, um, it is good to remember in general to go day by day. But if keep in mind that it's more than this. It is more than this. We've been told a lot that death is the end. This is just the test. This is just a phase. It's more than this. 
And we earned our right to be here. And, you know, it's up to us to learn what we came back to learn about and to take that, that next step further. It's already written. Everything that's happening in the news with the world, with the technology, with the with the youth and everything, with the guns. I mean, it, I know people from all walks of life, Muslims, atheists, Christians, Hebrews, Catholics, whatever. Whatever you want to call on your guy, you know, I don't get into the, the name game, but you got to know that it's something higher up there, you know, and... If it was the Bible is the first book that I read that um even though even though you might not have to agree with every single word, everything that has been predict, predicted and written has come true. So that Amen. should tell you something. And then I, I'm, I'm like a, a nerd, a history buff, so I've looked at the historical correlations outside of the biblical facts, and historically, it's lined up. And so, Amen. I mean, you better just pay Amen. attention while you can because it's, it's there right in front of your face. What I have to say about it. And this is why I like to say when um, when I seen Jerusalem go home, well, I didn't see it. It was in the 40s, but, but <laughs> that was that major that was that was major sign that, hey, things are coming on. Things are coming to pass a lot quicker. And the only thing mm-hmm. that happened is the rapture of the church. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be judged first. So you better get it together. Better know what's up. And but we don't know what's up. Exactly. But we don't know why because we don't read our word like we're supposed to. And we don't even pray like we're supposed to. And this is the reason why there are going to be millions upon millions of people who profess Christianity and going to miss the mark. Now, last time I asked my, some of the listeners to um, to read the parable about the ten virgins, you know, in the book of Matthew. So, I pray they did, and did they get the concept? Did they get the message that Christ will come regardless of you ready or not? He's going to come, but he wants you to be ready. He prays that you are ready, and this is the whole entire thing. This is why they're going to miss the mark, because you don't want to get on your knees and do the only thing that keeps you communing with your God is prayer. You know, God wants us to pray more when it's going good. Not than when it's going bad, because I remember I lived in that whole thing. Oh, we only we only pray we only pray when it's bad. Oh Lord, get me out this situation. You know that's the first thing we want to ask God. Get us out this situation. And oh Lord, you did. We put a stipulation on top. Oh Lord, you get me out of this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do Lord. That's it. I'm going to do this. And you know what happened? God may hear your sorry behind, because it is a prayer repentance, and you do it, but with a stipulation, and then you don't even think about what you said to God that you was going to do. You know, how many times have I done that growing up in God, growing up in my walk with Christ? But instead of just do what I'm supposed to do on a daily basis and tell the Lord about my day, tell the Lord about my heart, what's on my heart, that's all God wants from us, and we don't want to do that. But yet we'll talk with Shaniqua on the phone for four hours about how Pookie's potato salad wasn't good at his party. We'll do that all day long but we just will not have or start a prayer life where it's going to take some time out your little day in order to pray to God. I'm so glad and blessed that uh, when I got saved, uh, cell phones wasn't a major, major factor like that, like it is today. You know, nowadays, people so so on social media, they, they put their phone down, and for the next seven minutes, they'll pick it back up again, thinking, thinking something's going to change. You know, 
when you're dealing with social media, you don't seem to unrealize that social media and your cell phone is your God today. Did you not really, I mean, you not look at it on that plane or that aspect, but you look for that thing for everything in your life that you need to do. You think your phone can do it for you. We so attached to these cell phones that I'm noticing, I'm being transparent. I'm saying we, I'm not saying y'all, I'm saying we. Because we look at these things, like I said, you may not look at it as your God, but you put a lot of attention to it. And I'm talking maybe a good 89% of your day probably checking out your cell phone or looking on your cell phone or doing something on your cell phone. I can remember when uh, there was a prayer group and we were in there praying. I'm not going to say no names, but the lady put her phone down. She started praying. Instead of turning the phone off like a, a normal person would do in prayer, she left her phone on, and the phone didn't even ring or nothing. She just got on her knees. She started praying, you know, God, hallelujah, start praising God. And I swear, like three minutes into it, y'all, she picked the phone up to look and see what happened. Did anybody tag her or did anybody email her or anybody give her a text? And she looked at the whole thing. She interrupted her prayer to do that. She stopped, put her phone back down. She put her head back down again. Now, mind y'all, I'm supposed to be praying myself, but I'm sitting here watching this, you know, so <laughs> I wasn't even better than she was. But I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny that we put so much of our lives and our trust in these cell phones. We do. When, you know, people don't even bring Bibles to church no more. They just bring their cell phone. I got my app on my cell phone. I got the app on my cell phone. Now, are you looking at the app of the Bible app or are you doing something else? Are you on Facebook or are you skimming pictures from Instagram? You know, this is how the church gets in trouble with cell phones. That's why pastors say, turn your phone off. There's nothing that's going to happen within that hour or two, three hours that you're giving God your, his glory and giving God your praise that you want to interrupt yourself with your cell phone. But yet, you know, people don't follow that rule, you know, you hear phones going off in service or, or you see somebody with their head down like this. They're not looking at their Bible because they didn't bring it. They're on their phone. And see, then that's the trick because if I got my Bible on my phone, I could scam up, I could skim up and down and you don't know what I'm looking at. I could be looking at the word, but no, you don't. But you know what? We know what you're looking at because if you got a cell phone and you've got glasses on, whatever you're looking at reflects through your glasses. So we already know what you're doing and what you're looking at. And I'm just saying this to some people because I know, okay, People be doing and watching some stuff in church. So if you got glasses on, we know what you're really looking at, and it ain't your Bible app. So I'm putting it real. I'm keeping it out there, all right? Well, it's funny, <laughs> it's funny you said that because as soon as the daggone phones came out, then everybody wanted to download the Bible app, and then that gives them a reason to sit up there and go, oh, what? read the Bible. Man, don't you know I'm going to read phone? it. I'm going to read it. But then as soon as that text coming in and say, yeah, um, I got you since you got church. They were like, oh, praise the Lord. Somebody going to give me $150. They forgot about that daggone Bible verse that they was going. They're looking at that text. I'll be out of church. And matter of fact, I'm going to get out of church. And exactly, you know what? Meet me at the church right about now. <laughs> what? Well, I know, I know that this is a glorious day because I have my wife back. Minister Sharia has just arrived here at the airport, and so my deed is done. My husbandly deed is done for the day. <laughs> but, Will, you have said it right on the money, though, man. I mean, 
this is this is why cell phones is a is a mishap, man, and it's a problem in the church. Because the devil knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. So but let us like let us not forget and get off the track on what we're talking about. We were talking about prayer and the reason why people do what they do because we don't have no prayer life. So we can go on and on about that. We really could, but it's just all up about how you live. Are you according to the, the words of the gospel? You know, a lot of us don't. A lot of us don't. We go to church on Sunday, like I said, you may read there, you may get a shout going on, good, good, good. And that's it. You don't open your Bible up. You probably pray on Monday because you just came back from Sunday. But by Tuesday, you're back into the norm. You're back into the norm where you're smoking a cigarette or you a curse word is coming out your mouth more frequently. You only stop cursing on Saturday because you know you're about to go to church again on Sunday. So, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not talking about nobody but myself because this is what I did. And the reasons why I did it, I already know why, because I didn't have an avid prayer life. So I'm only saying what I know. I'm only talking what I know. And someone asked why the church is so watered down. It's because of that that very factor. We don't have a prayer life. You know, don't you all know back in the 60s, they prayed about everything and marched about just about anywhere? They did it all. They, I mean, listen, Martin Luther King get together. Look, they start a march going on, and that look, that be the thing. And they would pray. But nowadays, people don't pray. We think it's an inconvenience to us to pray. But, oh, we got to go to church. We want to look good now. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take the time out to go shopping for a new dress to look good in church, you know. So it's not even about that. But anyway, thanks for God. Like I just said, I'm blessed that um, wife is back home. So I'm happy about that. But if you don't do nothing else, thanks to God, and if you're listening to me, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to get a prayer life. Now, like I said, like like my pastor told me, give him five minutes. Give God five minutes of your day, of your time. Rather, it's going to be five minutes of you giving God praise or five minutes of telling him, how you hate your neighbor because she keep leaving these, these, these your, your ground dirty and stuff. Listen, talk to God. Talk to him about your heart. You know, you want to start about stuff like that? Talk to him about your heart. Talk to him about the things that bothers your heart. I really want you to discuss that. So talk to God about what's on your heart and establish a prayer life. It's not hard. It's not as hard as you think it is. It's not. But a lot of people don't want to be honest with God. But he already knows everything anyway. So why not? It is not wrong for you as a man to say, Lord, forgive me because there's women walking around scantily clad with clothes on. You know, I mean, listen, if God knows your heart, he already knows that. He want to know how honest you want to be about it. Remember, you, you only commit adultery in your mind when you look at a lady upon with lust. You know, when I got saved, I never knew none of that. I thought adultery was actually to have an affair with a married woman sexually and being with her. That's what I thought adultery was. But when you got saved, man, man, you, these all these new laws and stuff came about <laughs> that I didn't know nothing about. All the time, I'm sitting here saying, 
if I'm married and I look at a woman upon my heart with lust, I already committed adultery with her in my in my heart. So listen, that's a bad thing. So you know how many brothers do that? You don't know these things until you get saved, until the Holy Ghost teaches you these things. This is why the Holy Ghost is teaching all the time. <laughs> you see, so you can get that thing right. And who's to say how many times we thought lying was a big sin? You know, that is a horrible sin against God, I mean, to lie. I mean, so, listen, you only think that was just the norm that people say is lie. You don't say everybody lie. You know, we quickly say that. Everybody lie. No, but you can be the difference. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Speak the truth. Speak the truth always. It will set you free. Amen. Amen. But you will find yourself doing a lot of things without prayer. Who? We need prayer in our life. We need a prayer life, saints. We need a prayer life. We need a prayer life. I don't know how many times we can express it. Like I said, if you give God five minutes when it's good, five minutes when it's bad, that's why the minute something goes wrong in my life, and I know my heart about to be distressed, look, I'm on my knees, trust me, or I'm in my mind somewhere <laughs> talking to God, like, oh, Lord, help me with this. You know, because sometimes we forget that the Lord is always watching us. He always has his eye on us, and that's a good thing, you know. But then some people say it's a bad thing. You don't want the eye of, you don't want the eye of God on you. <laughs> Not good. Okay? But listen. God knows who you are. He knows who you are, regardless of if you know who he is or not. He knows who you are. It's all about, it's all about your prayer life. It's all about that. It's about your relationship, your communion with God. And you have to know these things. This is why the devil don't want me to never tell you about this. This is why Satan always tends to put an obstacle in my way when it comes to these radio shows. It's always something, and Brother Will would tell you, it's always something <laughs> with me when I got to do this radio show. That, And it may not be me. It may be the technology that I'm on. It may be something else. My job may hinder me. But it's always something. But listen, it's going to get out. We're going to get out. I know that's right. We're going to get out. So, thanks to God, I just want to say thank you always. Thank you, Sound City Radio. Thank you, Brother Will. Always been that dude, man. Like I said, well, maybe one day, man, we need to get be to be with the brothers and be with the men. Because every time at men's fellowship, man, I'll be always at work. And I know you're probably very busy too, well, but we need to make it one day, all right? I know you're here. We need to make the men's fellowship. Huh? So I encourage all men. You know, we're supposed uh, to be the priests. I'm with that. Yeah. Um, they do something every Tuesday. Uh, Minister Aaron Williams, Minister Calvin Myers, they go to Donka Donuts on Huntington Park every Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock, and they have men's fellowship right there. Well, praise God. See, men, if you're listening, Aaron, the up which, which, which um, Dunkin' Donuts? The Donka Donuts right next to Tasty Cake, the Dot. Right next to Tasty Cake. Yeah, oh, oh, the dot. Oh, 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 I know which one you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. I said Tasty Cake Diner. Yeah, Tasty Cake Diner. That's the Tasty Cake Shop. Well, I yeah, need to know which one you want to talk to. Cake. Yeah, well, we need to get with the men, man, because um, it, it strengthens us. Like you said, iron sharpens iron, and it strengthens us. So, you know, a lot of men, I don't, I don't know, a lot of men don't like telling them what's going on really in their lives though, or in their marriage, you know. Some people want to be hush-hush about it. But, hey, 
It's on the heart, man. It's on the heart, you know? So one day we need to get there. Well, a lot of people like to be hush-hush because they like to be bigger than what they want to be or who uh-huh. they was. And some people, they like to have that authority if they never had it before. And they don't want to mess it up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they, they don't want to, they don't want to, they abuse it, but they don't, sure enough, don't want to mess it up. So by messing up and letting somebody know who they are and what they is and how they be, Hmm. Uh-huh. That means they might lose their daggone authority where they at. They might not be a deacon or or a minister or whoever the heck they is if people find out what they are. And that's a bad thing for them. So they're going to always keep it, you know, hush-hush, and they're not going to say too much. Because mm-hmm. if they do, then everybody's going to say, well, how you going to sit there and say all this to me if you already, man, get the heck out of my face, man. Please <laughs> And then you looking all crazy, like, I'm just speaking the truth. Well, look, don't touch me no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want you praying on me. Shoot, you a, you a freaking, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm out of here. And then you lose your soul. It's crazy, though, but, you know, this is what life is, and everybody likes to fall in line. But people, if you like to push star eight, you would love to hear you, and I hear you. I got that text. All you got to do is push star eight. I see you in the building. Push that star uh-huh. eight there, Nicole. <laughs> no, we got we got people out there listening, and um, they love to talk, but I would love to hear what they got to say because they love what? Jesus, too. Oh, wow. So, Will, I'm just I listen, man. We, need, we still need to get back to it, you know. So I'm just – and you know what's so funny? I wonder if um, the minister would say something about prayer. What can, what, what advice can she give some females about prayer? No, Peter said she got the I shouldn't say that on the air. Where is the bathroom? Well, if we get listen, you know what? I challenge people to this. How many people are still doing the um? The winning souls, one soul per month, if you still is. If you're still doing it, that's a good thing. Keep that thing up. Don't stop. Please don't stop. Last count I had was three, and I'm still on three, but there are 63 people who has been reached so far with the gospel of Christ, so I'm completely happy with that. I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep uh, this thing going here, and trust me, this enlightens me. This increases my spirituality. This increases my relationship with God because you can't do this unless you have a prayer life. And, you know, because the Holy Spirit has to be moved in you. So, listen, this is what I'm continuing to challenge you with. Continue to talk to people. No man out of 63 people I spoke to, three people got saved through the gospel of Christ. So I am completely happy. Like I said, I could talk to 99 people. But if I can talk to one and one gets saved, my job is done. I'm happy. Amen. So let's just keep striving on this, speaking the gospel. You know, you got to, and don't, you know, don't be those Christians who, you know, you got your mama and your brother and your sister and them, and you keep talking about, you going to hell, y'all going to hell, you're sinning, sinning, sinning. You know, that's not the way to win their hearts with the God. Don't do that. That's not the way to go about doing it. First of all, they must lead by, you must show them by example. That's the first and foremost, you know. We always want to be that holier-than-thou person, but 
if you that person who continue to tell people about doing stuff and you drinking beers and you and you drinking alcohol, but yet you continue to talk about I'm drinking it in moderation, mm-hmm. don't be that type of Christian because you have blown your testimony and the enemy has used you to blow your testimony for Christ. And this is what he means by to rob you of your gifts. So, listen, we, we decide we have to be mindful. We have to be mindful. So, uh, God is an awesome God, you know. He will forgive you of your sins, but don't ask for forgiveness on the same sin all the time. You know, I had a, a person on my Removing the Veil who asked me, you know, God will forgive you for your thing you do wrong, even if you keep doing it wrong over And I was trying to tell her, no, I don't think so. And she tried to use some of the people in the word of God to say they had some faults. Okay, the word of God did show us that they had faults, but the minute they did was that they repented and they moved on with life. Of course, David was an adulterer, but he only did it one time. As I can remember in the scriptures, he only had, he only had one wife. Amen. I mean, listen, back then the rules were different, but he only married one woman. So, you know, he stopped sinning. But we, we can't continue to use those kind of people when you're still trying to prove your point, you're trying to bring David down, or you're trying to do this to prove your point. No, that's not the best wrong point to prove. Be ye highly, wholly acceptable unto God. Amen. Now, Brother Leonard, you do have a person on the line right now that said they need a prayer partner. Oh, sure. Go ahead. I'm with that. Praise God. Well, I, need, I don't know if the, the caller want to push star eight. So then we can hear what they would like to say, but if they just want to just keep on listening, I got the text. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, God bless you. How are you today? What's your name? Nicole. Well, welcome to Nicole. Welcome, Nicole, to How You Living. I am Brother Leonard. You said he said you needed a prayer partner. Yeah, I needed a prayer partner. Is everything iron okay? Shop and iron. You are what? Say it again. I said iron shopping iron. Higher shopping iron. Yeah. What does that mean? Meaning, when you have. When you pray with somebody else, it would help sharpen you. Oh, amen. Now I get it. Okay, that's what the thing I got to say when the word says iron sharpens iron. <laughs> amen. I understand, well, I man. She, I think she was trying to say iron, but she has um, that accent going uh, yeah, on. Yeah, so because I didn't know. understand. That's why I said I just got it when, when she said it. Iron sharpens iron. I got it now. <laughs> yes, I'm ma'am. Sorry. I was just talking about, it, we were just it talking about that. It is accent for, for real. Yeah, but the truth, but the truth was known, and it made clear, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Sometimes, sometimes we look at things and we may not see what we wanted to see, but when you see it, you know something. Mm-hmm. That's God right there. You know what I mean? That's God right there. True. So, Nicole, what kind of prayer partner would you like to have? As far as uh, what? I mean, a prayer partner. You get up in the morning, like if, like now, you know, like most of the time, I'm up like. Three thirty, four o'clock. I mean, if you have a prayer partner, you know they can call you. you whatever what? time God set for you to get up and pray, instead of getting up all by yourself and praying or you reading the Bible and asking God, why am I up so early? What am I supposed to do? 
Well, you know what, Sister Nicole? Pray. I, huh? I, you know what this you know what this is must make me do? This uh-huh. is just what's gonna happen. From now on, let's say at four thirty, we're gonna get the higher living prayer partners group going on. How's that? Let's do that. Let us do that. That's that sounds like a plan. Is that a winner? Is that a winner, Brother Will? Yes. You in that? <laughs> I think that'll be great. Because you know what? Some people don't have a prayer partner, like you yeah, said. Like you said, they're still. I, it sounds good if I get my butt up. You right about that. <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> honest. Lisa, honest. And I thank you for that. But most people, you know, they, they really need that start in order to learn how to pray. That's a good idea, Sister Nicole. That is a good idea. Yeah, because as I tell, I can pray, but if you pray more, as brother, your brother was saying, if you pray more, then your prayer will be strengthened. And then Amen. the devil won't attack you the way he attacks you because your prayer life is weak. Now, when mm-hmm. you have the, the, the word of God said, where one and two is gathered, there he shall be also. So if you are by yourself, the devil knows that you are in God and second hour, next person to stand up with you. So mm-hmm. you are by yourself. Not saying that you're not shield with the armor of God, but where one and two is concerned, according to the word of God, you shall be stronger. I mean, one may chase a thousand, but two chase twenty thousand. That is a good idea. I'm with that. I'm with that. Y'all heard it here. I mean, I don't. I don't wake up. Every morning, 4 o'clock, but most of the time I'm up, and I'm like, Lord, what am I do? And I maybe pray a couple of, maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then I felt I want to sleep because the, the devil knows if you continue praying, you will overthrow him. Uh-huh. He, can, he cannot win. He cannot win. That's he why you ever noticed... That's why you ever notice sometimes, Sister Nicole, when you're in church and you are in a mass prayer, the spirit is doing high, the spirit is high, everything is doing good. But immediately when you get outside of those church from those walls, the Satan is on the prowl. He's on the attack already because he exactly. knows, he knows in right. your spirit, mm-hmm. you are not, you are not strong enough. He knows in your spirit, you are not strong enough to right. do so. True. And, and and this is why he continues to attack. But this is why our spirit has to be on that plane level every day of our lives. But we only True. will establish that. We only can establish that if we are on our knees on a daily True. basis. That's it. True. That is it. But, but, but the society have you working that you can't be on your knees 24 hours. The society keeps you in a bondage. We're actually in a bondage, but it's a different form of bondage from in the beginning. We because they they, they give you this work, you gotta be at work from seven to three. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do what two shifts, so you're working sixteen hours of the day. By the time you reach home twelve o'clock in the night, you have no use to yourself. All you can say, Lord, thank you for bringing me home. And by the time you jump in the shower and reach back out, you fell asleep because your body is so tired. <laughs> your mind your mind is so worn out from the day. Mm-hmm. 
So what you're saying so, is that society keeps so, most of us from praying? Is that what you're saying? So society keeps most of us from praying the way we need to pray. We might pray, don't get me wrong, uh, but I not as say, much. Uh, I'm not as believing we on that one. <laughs> I'm not on I'm not believing that one isn't the goal. I, I think society has no part in your prayer life. Because you can do it before you go to sleep. You can do it before you go eat. You can do it before you put your night clothes on. You can do it before you get in your shower. You're not at work 24 hours a day. So I cannot believe that your job or society would keep one from a prayer life. I really can't believe that. I, I believe it. You know why? Because instead of we praying, I'm not saying neither, but instead mm-hmm. of we praying, we mostly uh-huh. on Facebook, you got one more? We most we mostly on Facebook, we mostly on talking on the phone okay. or looking at something different, watching movies, the T V take over mm-hmm. our life. That's the time we need to use that time to pray instead of on the phone or on the watching T V or playing a game, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I see those things will keep you away from your prayer life. But now here's where the discipline falls in. Now here's where the discipline falls in. You have uh-huh. to you have to do it. You have to put away. You have to do it and just be disciplined in doing what you're supposed to be doing. And if you have a set time, that's why you have to have a set time, not just winging it on a nil. You know, you just have to have a set time. If you can't make that time, you may back it up until you get there. But that's the first thing you have to do. You know, this is what it's called a discipline. We have to discipline our spiritual selves to do what is necessary to survive. Now, like I keep telling people, can you eat one meal a day and live? No, you cannot. You're going to die because your spirit man will die if you only pray in once a week or only when things are doing good, you know? So we can't be doing that. We can't do that. We have to discipline ourselves. We have to discipline ourselves to pray, to put aside our time for God. Hey, didn't God do it enough for you that you can give him that? I mean, being honestly, if you say, you know, yeah, God delivered me from this. He brought me out of this. He, oh, he's going to give me everlasting life. Look, don't you think he deserves that? He deserves more than that. Exactly. Exactly. So I can't see. But I'm just saying, how. I know people, I know people for a fact no, that instead of they, like, instead of they give that thanks, they, 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 on the phone this playing way, games or, you know, watching something on their phone or, you know, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, isn't it better mm-hmm. if you just read a scripture or, Giving God thanks for what He has done for you for the day, than on Amen. the phone playing a game or you know watching movies. I'm here. Wait. Hello. I'm here, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm trying to leave yeah. this. Uh, trying to leave this airport. <laughs> oh, you're still at the airport. Yes, I'm still at the airport. I'm just saying, you know, but we need All to right. have like a prayer team that prayer will team, yeah. uplift that will uplift the group. Or a woman's prayer team or a men's prayer team or a youth prayer team. Um Yeah, well if we get that if we do that, we have to do it. 
Oh, goodness. So, you know, I had a blessed night today. Sister Nicole, you need to get um, take my email address down so we can still correspond. Okay. Okay. All right. So we do that. We'll get a, we'll get together, and I can um, I can hit you up on an email, and we can discuss some more things on terms on this. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling. <laughs> All right. Have a blessed night. Thank you. You the same. CJ will. Oh, it's a blessed night. I'm having a great night, y'all. I am trying to make my way to this train. That's why I'm trying to hustle and bustle. So I'm trying to do this, y'all. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get on this train to go home. <laughs> oh, look at God. Look at God. He's so good. He's so good. So remember, thanks. Prayer is the key. Yes. I asked you that earlier. You didn't want me to. Uh Thanks to God, we need to pray. So by the sound of my voice, thanks to God. Or if you are not a believer and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, please, settle your heart. Settle your heart. And let's ask God to lead us into this. Amen. Repeat these words after me. Oh, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sins and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, by your spirit, by your spirit, come into my heart as Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. If you had said this prayer with me, you had God did exactly what you asked him to do. You are a new child of God. Angels are in heaven rejoicing. (sighs) I'm so tired (laughs) to run across the street. Oh, but God is so awesome. I'm always thankful for the Lord and what he's doing for my life. life. And I'm just thankful. I did want want the minister to say something (laughs) about prayer. Can you give advice on prayer for people? She just came back from a flight. So anyway, thanks to God. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Brother Will, are you just still there? Brother Will? Hello? Maybe I'm talking to myself. But anyway, this is a good night. This is a good night, Saints. I got to meet new people. Sister Nicole, who was uh, talking about prayer warriors, she's a prayer warrior, she wants a prayer partner. And like I said, we need to be on the same accord as far as prayer goes. We have to. You know, if, if you know, that's why part of being a Christian, mostly all of it, is prayer life, you know, because how do you get your power? You know, without prayer life, you won't have that power to fight off the fiery darts of Satan those at you and his imps go at you. So we need prayer. You know, this is why those darts hit a lot of us. And we continue to manipulate, we continue to backbite, we continue to complain, we continue to lie, we continue to steal, we continue to do drugs, we continue to fornicate, we continue to do all the things in this life that we call fun. And those fiery darts hit us because we do not walk around with our shield or use 
our sword, which is the word of God, or our breastplate to protect our heart from the fiery darts of the devil. You know, these are the things why we do what we don't want to do as Christians. These are the very, very things. That's why we do it. Because it is. Because no prayer life, no power. That's it. Bottom line. No prayer life, no power. So I don't know what more to say about that. Without praying, you have no power. Without it at all. So there's one time in particular when you're walking Christ where you're going to have to man up. You're going to definitely have to man up and you're going to have to burst out in the prayer because you're going to need it. Let's just hope your heart don't harden your mouth that it don't open. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm saying. You're listening by the sound of my voice. I just want you to settle your nerves and just say to yourself, I got to get this thing right. If I say I'm a child of God, you want to be one of those people who say you're doing what God's supposed to be doing in Christ, then you do it. And you do it without a complaint. You do it without a problem. You don't get on nobody's nerves. Remember, who you doing it for? Uh-huh. Y'all remember show three when I discussed that. Who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for God or are you doing it for your pastor and the and deacon to be seen doing it? Do it for the Lord. Do it as unto the Lord and you leave it right there. You don't get that solo spot you're asking for when you're singing, so what? You don't get to sit on that second row or that first row, so what? You don't get to lead that prayer leading, that prayer meeting that morning, so what? Who are you doing it for? Do it unto the Lord, please. You'll find your life will be a lot smoother and a lot easier walk with Christ if you do these things. And these little tidbits I'm trying to tell you right now. Do these things unto the Lord. You know, some people have their complete gifts of help, you know, and they want to just help. They want to help. They want to help. You know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that if you're helping as unto the Lord. But if you're helping to be nosy, if you're helping to pack food up for yourself, if you're helping just to do anything other than help, then that's a problem. That is a problem. Amen. Amen. I know I'm right. These are the things that people don't like hearing in church. These are the things people just don't like, saints of God don't like hearing because they know they do them. We used to do them or we do them now. We need to get out of that. This is why the church is stagnant. This is why the church is watered down. These are the reasons why people don't or talk bad about church or don't want to go to church. Every church is different, though. You have to know that just like any other thing is different. Every, every church is different, okay? When it comes to people who's leading it, people who's running it, you know, they're different because they've got different personalities, but they all should have the zeal of Jesus upon their life if they're doing anything in the ministry. They, should, they all should have that attribute. If you got... Sister Wilma, who never smiles and don't like people, why you got her? Why do you have her as a greeter at your front door? Or you got Brother Tommy, who has anger management issues. Why do you have him on security? It's certain little things like that, you know, but people have to do what they got to do, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, if we get our prayer life together, we're going to get our life together. Our personality would change if it would conform that personality to be Christ-like, you know. This is what it means to be Christ-like. 
follow the attributes and the teachings of Christ. This is what that means. So if you're not doing any of these attributes to follow Christ, then how could you call yourself being Christ-like? Oh, yeah, that's right, because you go to Sunday school, you go to service, but you never do outreach, you never pray, and you call yourself this Christian. You never talk about the gospel, you know? I'm just, I'm just, listen, I am not pointing the finger at no one. What I'm doing is making you aware of your own personality as a as a Christian. Do you do those things? Do you do outreach? Do you go talk to your neighbor about God? Do you talk to your family about God? About Jesus with the magnificent things he's done on the cross for you? Do you tell them about that? I'm just asking. But yet we wonder why we got this nasty attitude as an usher. Amen. We got this horrible, sassy, haughty spirit as a choir director or choir leader. Amen. Which is it? You need to get that prayer life together because prayer life is going to change you. That prayer life is going to change exactly who you are and conform you to who Christ wants you to be. And people are afraid of that. They don't want that because they want to still do what they want to do. And they think that doing what they're doing is just enough because that's what the devil told them. That you're going to be all right. Don't worry about that. God ain't going to put you in hell because you're doing that. You're in here serving him, right? You're doing all this for him, right? And we listen to that. And we listen to that nonsense. And they wonder why we can't get it together. I wonder why church uh, church attendance is down. I wonder why the prayer meetings are by, by one or two people who always come. What I mean, thanks to God, is what I mean. We have to get that prayer life together because it will conform us to whom Christ wants us to be. So I'm begging you, Matthew, dare to be different. Come out from among them and be separate. This is what the Lord is asking of us. We deny him that every day. And I tell a lady, you know, a woman emailed me on removing the veil and she was asking me, well, how to take it day by day. You wake up with prayer. You take everything Satan has to give you and you leave it to God. And you keep it moving. But in the meantime, be joyful in your heart and speak the gospel once or twice to people. Watch how magnificent your day be, regardless of everything around you that happened bad. You know, we, the devil likes to work on our fear, like Brother Will said. He wants to keep that fear in there. But if you don't have God's spirit, you will fear. You will have that natural fear. But this is why you need the spirit of God. So you don't have to have that fear, but have that trust and that confidence that the Lord Jesus will come soon for you. And you pray no one else left behind. So, dare to be different. You can get rid of that fear. Get rid of it. If you don't have God's spirit, you need to ask him for it. You have not, so you ask God. Ask God to fill you with it. Fill you with his love. Fill you with his Holy Spirit that can teach you and guide you. Amen. Do it in your prayers. Don't be afraid to tell him that. I remember the day I asked for him, he gave me exactly what I did. He gave it to me. It felt like a ton of bricks. Holy Spirit hit me like, boom. Listen, don't be afraid to ask him for it. Don't be afraid. Remove that fear and allow God to come and come in 
He's knocking on your door. Let him come in. So now this is where I speak to the unbelievers. The devil thinks your life is just what it is, a fun and games. And if you were to die tonight, you will be laughing because he tricked and fooled you into not accepting Christ as your Lord and master of your life. He told you to put it off, you put it off, put it off, you do it next week, you do it next week. Oh, no, not now, but do it the day after tomorrow. And that day may never come for you. Then you are totally lost because you can't get saved in hell. Think about you. Think about that. Being saved is the biggest decision you can ever make in your life. Want to be Christ-like. It truly is. It truly is. It is the biggest decision of your life. You might say, no, but didn't you pick a girl who you chose to marry? No, that was kind of easy. But choosing to accept Christ in your life as Lord and Master, that's another decision. That's a wholly, totally different decision. Amen. Because this has to deal with your soul. Your soul. And God wants your soul the devil wants it too, but he don't want. He don't have nothing to do with it. He just want to see miss because he's already lost. He's already defeated. There's nothing he can do about that man. So he wants a lot of company. He wants a lot of company. That's why he say, "Put off God and live today." That would be his slogan. Put off God and live for today. Join the Satan movement. That's what his slogan would be. And many of us are taking that advice and living for today, regardless of our consequences. You know, we sleep with a married, a married man will sleep with that woman, and he'll think nothing of it until he goes to the doctor. Because he didn't take the one step of putting a condom on when he was doing that act. So now he got double the portion of the pain. Amen. These are the consequences. These are the things that God does to us when he loves us. He will spank us good time. But we got to know when we're being spanked. What's the use of you beating your kid and he don't know what he's getting beaten for? Amen. Only you know your life. Only you know your lifestyle. Only, know, only you know how you live. That's why the show is called How You Living. How You Living. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. How you live and separates the tear from the wheat, separates the sheep from the goat. How you living? How are you living? How are you living? That's not going to say. Thank you, God. I really want you to think about that. I really want you to think about that. You know, if you hear anything clackling and clicking, I'm already on the train going home. So it's been a blast. I'm sorry I was like 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes late. I had to go pick up the wife from the airport. I didn't want to be um, underground. So I think it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. So please, if you have, if you did say that prayer with us today, and you accept the Christ as your Lord and Savior, please. I want to hear about that. Please email me at junior 14 at gmail.com. I will say that again. That's L J O H 
N S Junior fourteen at gmail dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Um that's a good way to correspond back and forth if you have any questions about uh end day prophecy, revelation, just please drop an email on by me. I'll try to get it because, you know, this, keep, this keeps me in the Word of God. And this is why I love doing what I'm doing right now. You know, um, I do it because it's fun. I have fun doing it. I, like I said, I commune with God. I meet many people. I do, meet new people with the same problems that I had. And you'd be surprised just from one conversation how you can change somebody's life just by telling them the experience you had doing that exact same thing or how God moved you and delivered you from this situation. So it's always a good thing to have a testimony. This is why God gave me one. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> this is the reason why the Lord gave me one. So if I get cut off, y'all, I may get cut off. I think I'm going underneath the tunnel. So I'm going to just keep talking. Brother Will, you still there? Yeah, and if you want to, we can close the show because you certainly, you know, do that if huh? you like, and then you can... I said, yes, I'm here, and if you want to close the show, we can certainly do that if you like, because we did. Yeah. Well, we are. I think I'm going under. Well, it's always a pleasure. God bless people who are listening, and remember, tune in uh, two weeks from now, right, Will? Exactly. All right, two weeks from today, and we'll come up with another topic. You know, the Holy Ghost always got me on another topic. So, like I said, just please continue to listen to Sound City Radio. You know, there's a lot of other different topics on radio that, that would completely edify your spirit. Um, you heard Sister uh, Poetry today was just a beautiful thing. I want, want to thank her for that, and I would love for her to do another one if she has the time. <laughs> Maybe she can see the topic, and if the, whole, if the Holy Spirit can give her that in one hour, I can just imagine we can do it too. Amen? So I'm going to give her, try to make sure I get a topic for her so she can do another poem for us. Amen? So that was a great thing. So, um... I'd just like to thank you all for listening, and I pray you got something out of it today. You know, always by someone else's life where you get to learn more. Experience is the best teacher, though. I must say to that. So let's do it with a godly mind and a godly heart. And remember, you are who you are, but you are ever in the process of becoming. Amen. And thanks for listening. Brother Will, you got the floor, my man. Thank you. All right. Well, people, you already know. <laughs> How y'all living? <laughs> I don't even know. But look, y'all wanted to figure it out, hopefully today. Look, if y'all got something really great out of this show, listen to it again. And then tell a friend to listen to it. You know, somebody might hit a bone. They might get the skeletons out their closet. Now, let me stop playing with y'all. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I keep it real. I keep it funky. I'm going to be natural. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at will.ofgod.my.com. That is DJ underscore chill at my.com. They're confused right now, but they can <laughs> listen to it again. They're like, what did he just say? That don't even sound like the word he just said out of his mouth. Nothing does. Matter of fact, sometimes the word you say out of your mouth doesn't even compute when you're saying something negative. But when you're saying something positive and that love is behind it, boy, we can feel that. It goes right through my daggone body and it goes through everybody else's body, especially when you have a baby. 
you have a little baby girl, baby boy, you ain't going to every day talk to him like, I can't it. You know, you're going to say, come here. Oh, come here. Oh, I love you. You know what? You see? Just the tone of your voice changes the atmosphere, doesn't it? Well, that's what God wants to do for us. Change and renew our minds. Change the atmosphere. Because right now, there's nothing but hatred going through. So, people, when I say out, it means obviously you talk. So, you already know. Please tune in to the shows and listen to every host on Sound City Radio and every host on All Point Radio. And if you want to listen to the host, all you got to go to is www.talkshoe.com. Put in sound underscore city underscore radio. And either put in the individual's caller ID number or the name of their show. And if you want to go on All Point Radio, it's the same network. TalkShoe.com, but put on all point underscore radio and listen to all those shows. See, one thing I'm not is stingy, and I'm not going to be a crab in a barrel, and I hope to God that we all be able to become unified and walk amongst each other without trying to kill each other or tear each other apart. Until then, who's out? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.